church in morning, saints. God bless you. It's so wonderful to see you all here this morning. There's an old hymn I'd like to sing with you, number 811. This is a stand-up song. Death hath no terrors for the blood-bought one. Oh, glory. Hallelujah to the Lamb. When we get to those lines, let's not just sing them all nice and lyrical. Let's declare our glory. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Jesus rose. Amen. Let's sing that together. Death hath no terrors for the blood-bought one.
clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Number 1128. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, burns through the
Steve Grievous. Can I ask you, brother, to come open the service for us in a word of prayer? I mean, we do have a couple of prayer requests that we want to remember. We want to continue to remember our brother Milko. And also, brother Leon Gerlon, one of our deacons, has just called in and asked that we'd remember his daughter, Sarah Flores, and her husband, Jean-Louis, as they're just battling with the, the COVID virus right now. Amen. But we know that our we serve a living God. He's a healer. Amen. For every one of us. So if there's a need in your heart that you need this morning, and you want to let it be known with an upraised hand, amen. You can just do that as Brother Steve would come. Let's bow our heads, hearts before the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, our precious Redeemer, our Savior, Lord Jesus, What a beautiful resurrection morning this is, Lord. To think about what took place, Lord Jesus, today, a couple thousand years ago. Oh, God, the prophets in the Old Testament spoke about it. David spoke about it. From the very beginning, it was spoken about it, Lord. But there came the day, Lord Jesus, when you prove your word, oh, God. And that's the reason why we can be free today, Lord, because you came, Lord, and you were that redeemer that was promised, Lord. Almighty God, it looked like a defeat, Lord, on Friday, but Sunday, Lord Jesus, when you rose from the dead, Lord, a sign that there was more to come, Lord. Father, we're standing today on your word because of such such an event, Lord. We thank you, Father, for everyone that is here today. And Lord, we thank you for what's taking place in our lives, Lord. We thank you for the new birth, Lord Jesus, for it's the only way we can see this, Lord. Father, we pray for the men of God that is coming to stand before the sacred desk today. Pray that you strengthen the men of God. Pray that you would hide them in the rock, Lord. And that, Lord Jesus, our eyes would be gazed on you, Lord. We thank you for the gift of God and Brother Tom. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you speak to each heart here today, Lord. We know, Heavenly Father, you know our needs, Lord. You're concerned about even the smallest of things, Lord. And, Father, we're just so thankful for it, Lord. Thank, thankful for this resurrection morning, Lord. Father, we pray for those who have written in the request, Lord, different needs in the body. Oh, God, before they pin him down, Lord, you already knew the faith that was in their hearts, Lord. We pray that it be according to their faith, that they will receive the healing for their needs, Lord. Father God, we just commit this service to you today. Again, Lord, so appreciative and so thankful for what you did for us at Calvary. And Lord Jesus, when you rose from the dead, Lord God, oh, Lord, we understand today, Lord, that this just what is what we're awaiting for lord we're already resurrected with you lord we're just waiting for the catching away oh god help us lord jesus to be on the edge of our seats lord but even more lord to be prepared lord because we know it's like a thief in the night lord when the world's having their fun sodom and gomorrah running around crazy lord father god we know the son of man already came lord We know, Heavenly Father, that any day, Lord Jesus, you will catch this bride away, Lord. And you once again will prove to this world, Lord, that what you said is true, Lord. Your word cannot fail, Lord, and you cannot take it back. 
And we're so happy to serve a living God such as you are, Lord. A loving God full of grace and mercy, Lord. The only reason we can stand today is because of who you are, Lord. And we can love you today because you loved us first, God. Have your way in each life, Lord. And we just love you. Thank you for this time. Speak to our hearts, we pray, Lord. Remember our every need, Lord. We love you. We thank you. And we pray all these things and ask them in the precious name of our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Anthony, do you want to go ahead and come at this time? We'll have your special. And after that, our brother Andrew's going to sing for us. Once again, God bless you. We're happy to see each and every one of you here this morning. Amen. We're going to have a special time. I truly, truly believe that. Amen. We serve a God not that just gave his life for us 2,000 years ago, but that's here this morning. And he wants to do something special this morning. We just prayed before the service. May there be a resurrection in every life that's here in the building that's attached with us this morning. Amen. If you want something from God, he's here. Amen. And we can have just a supernatural time. Yeah. Hey. 
Savior and friend, how can my praises ever find in through years unnumbered? On heaven's shore, my song shall praise Him forevermore. Blessed Redeemer, precious Redeemer, seems how I see Him on Calvary's tree. Wounded and bleeding, for sinners pleading, blind and unheeding, dying for me. Blessed Redeemer, oh precious Redeemer, seems now I see Him on Calvary's tree, wounded and bleeding, for sinners pleading, blind and unheeding, dying for me, dying for me.
me But very soon I will be free Because I'll rise again Ain't no power on earth can tie me down Yes, I'll rise again Death can't keep me in the ground Tom to come now. Why don't we sing together number 1310. He stretches the heavens like curtains before him and we'll just prepare our hearts for the ministering of the word as we sing there's no one like our God. He stretches the heavens like curtains before him. He forms every star and he calls them by name. Does not grow weary, his strength knows no end. The greatness of our God, none can comprehend. Tell me, who is like unto our God? 
is no God like our God. Wow, what a resurrection morning. I get a great blessing to be with you this morning. You can have your seats. If you you just let me take a moment, I'm scanning by this way. I haven't seen, well, I've seen the back of your heads for a long time. You look better this way. Much better, much better. My, how great is our God. How great is his name. We serve a living living and risen Savior this morning. And we're here to give the devil a black eye. We're here to tell him this bride shall not fall. We're letting him know that this bride will stand. And you are evidence of it. And I'm so thankful to see your smiling faces. And we've gone through some... Some say rough waters. Well, if that's rough waters, what's ahead? What's ahead? But I know one thing's ahead. Heaven. Heaven's ahead. And that's what we're all fighting for. Fighting for our families. He just, gone the stone is rolled back. I mean, you can't have an Easter morning and not sing gone. Now, I'm not the song leader, so you're going to have to help me, right? Gone. The stone is rolled back on. The tomb is empty, gone. To sit at the Father's right hand. Hallelujah, gone. Over death, triumphant, gone. Sin is defeated, gone. We live to jump, shout, dance about. Amen. You know, one thing over this last year has taught me, you don't know if you're going to have another service. Last Sunday, I was preaching at home, which you saw, some of you maybe, and they said, we got four Sundays, Canada says, you get four Sundays out of six to choose from. And different ones said, we're going to wait till Easter. And so they didn't sign up. So all 150 came that could come for that Sunday. 
And Monday morning, they flicked the switch, Brother Ryan. And you, no church now until 19th of April. They can't, we can't even hardly open the doors. And here you are, you've been gathering. You don't know how blessed you are. And yet that could happen in a moment. We don't, they say it's a variant. They always put it down to variants. I hate variants. I hate it. People vary in from the word. And they, and they try to move it over and they blame something. Just call it a devil what it is. They all come from the same place, the pit of hell. But I know my God is a risen Savior. You heard from every uh, special that you heard this morning. And thank you for them all. Anthony, thank you. Wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Brother Bisco wanted me to, of course, greet you. Our beloved pastor just said, please greet the sheep for me. So on behalf of Brother Bisco and Sister Bisco, God bless you on this resurrection morning. And of course, my wife and my family and the rest of the church in Canada, a part of your arm is looking to be reattached. And Brother Bram said, it's not, it's not a, it's not a body that's a perverted body. It's a right body. And so uh, we're believing that God's going to put this body back together again. So you've been faithful and God bless you. And I'm not even hardly supposed to be here. I mean, everything has happened so supernaturally for me this week. Doctors gave me a letter. I get a shot. I get the permission to come. The border allows me to come through. And here I am. And, and I get to the uh, agent at the airport. And he says, well, you know, where do you live? Because, well, it says on the passport exactly where I live. I says, I live in Langley. And he says, where are you going? I said, I'm going basically a little hotel uh, in Blaine. He says, isn't that six miles apart? I said, yeah, it's only six miles. He says, it's going to take you six hours to get six miles. I said, you guys did that. I oh, says, it's crazy. I said, yeah, it's crazy. So by the grace of God, we get, we got through customs. He's a very nice gentleman. Enjoy yourself. We're here this morning. There's one need that, uh, of course, uh, I believe it was Sarah and uh, Jean-Louis that we prayed for. Uh, Sarah's got COVID. Jean-Louis uh, is asymptomatic. We prayed for them this morning, but we must remember Brother Milko Rabbar. And Brother Milko is loved by the church. He really is loved by the church. He's loved by the body of Christ around the world. I've gotten calls, I've got emails, I've got texts from Croatia, Serbia, different areas of Europe, wondering how our precious brother Milko is doing. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this before uh, we sing one more chorus. He's not doing good. It's not a good report. But whose report do you believe? Whose report? I believe the Lord's report. I do. And uh, they just said he got a stroke, suffered uh, a stroke, loss of blood to his left hemisphere of his brain. Brother Kim found him that way in, at his driveway. Prognosis not good. CT scan. They said it's permanent damage. Paralysis on the right side. They put in a feeding tube. Once the doctors have done their full study. They want to put him in a long-term, a long-term home. That's what that doctor said. But my doctor, Jesus, said another thing. Ask anything in my name, believing. Do I hear an amen? Ask 
anything. I'm asking abundantly that my joy be filled. That we bind this cursed thing. And we see our brother Milko enjoying the word of God like he has done for over 40 years. So instead, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I know saints around the world are interested in wondering what the condition our precious brother Milko is in. And Lord, the doctors don't give a great report or a good report. But the word of God gives us a great report, an honest report, a blessed report. When we stand this morning rejoicing in and believing that, Lord, you can touch Brother Milko even now. The sweep of God can come over that hospital room. How I heard your prophet this morning say, little sister, dear, your husband's laying in a hospital room. If God, you knew it then, you know it this morning. And so we ask that you move in that room in particular. Raise Brother Milko up for the glory of God. And Lord, let the saints of the living God rejoice. That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we have gathered now this Easter morning. You've made a way, Lord, that I could be here with our beloved brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord, that you will bless the meeting. The man could be removed that the Holy Ghost himself could come and speak individually to each and every one. How often your prophet said is... How you approach is what you will get. And I pray that there is a great approach and expectation, Lord, for great deliverances this morning. I pray, God, there will be those who get filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. I pray, the Lord, that you'll reignite the desire within the heart of every believer. I pray that the supernatural will take place, Lord. These signs shall follow them that believe and so lord that's our expectation bless the meeting bless the reading of the word and the preaching of it in jesus name amen amen god bless you thank you musicians god bless you all nice to see you again and i will be looking through people's heads to see your faces because i've missed you so much do you know it's over a year does anybody count? You know, when when we, um, well, I should say we, because I married my wife, Joanne. When Joanne and I got engaged, we counted the days. Jeremy, is now true? Didn't you count the days? Then as it got down to short days, we counted the hours. So that we could, we we're going to be together forever. And I just believe that I've been counting the days to be with you. Got down to the hours and I paced in my hotel room. I said, Lord, I just want to get to, uh, to the camp. I just want to get there. I just want to be around the people that I love and given my life for. And I know that, uh, God's given us a vehicle such as this camp through the vision of our, our pastor. And you've been able to utilize it. God gave us a mild winter. It's just an incredible mild winter. You've been able to gather and rejoice. Brother John's done a masterful job. And God, he's down in Tucson this morning having uh, Easter meetings with his brother. So God bless those meetings. And uh, here we are this morning. So now, the secret of everything is this. No pull, no preach. <laughs> got you already. You already know, Brother Tom, don't you? Huh? You got, you got it, man. It's just so great to see. I wish I had the punching bag here. When I saw the back of your head, I said, where's our punching bag? 
I want to see Matchett pow that thing. Huh? He's still the same, Brother Matt. Not changed? No way. See, look at it. I'm not even having I got a stick behind the pulpit. Brother Ed said, slow down. I'll slow down. So we love the word. They said, what do you want to preach on? You know, that's like asking me, you know, what's your title? My, you know, I think Brother Murphy and I got the same complex or thing. I can't, I, whatever I tell you the minute before I come up to the pulpit, that's my title. So because you could go this way, you go that way, this way, that way. So my title is the wagons are here. So uh, some of you might get it from reading the scripture. Some of you might say, where on earth is Brother Tom coming from? Well, Joseph sent wagons for Jacob. To come from one land to another. And I don't know about you, but this Easter morning, I know I'm loading back on my wagon and I'm going to glory. And I want you to come along with me. Joseph again has provided the means to get from here to glory. Amen. I'm not expecting the wagons to be coming. The wagons are here. And we'd like to speak on that a little bit this morning. So take your Bibles if you don't mind. We'll go to Genesis 45. Genesis chapter 45. Now if I don't get any more amens out of you and you're just more of a nodding church, you turn to a nodding church, I'm going to nod off myself. Amen. We're not a nodding church. We're an amen. Amen. Thank you. We shall. (laughs) By God's grace. uh, Genesis 45. And we'll start reading uh, verse 17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye. Laid your beasts and go get you unto the land of Canaan. And take your father and your household. And come unto me and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. Verse 19. Now thou art commanded this do ye. Take you wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also regard not your stuff for all the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. Every promise in the book is mine. So let's just move our thoughts now and and start seeing where we are in the Bible here. And the children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the way. I preached last week that the angel of the Lord would go before them in the way to bring them to God's chosen place. That same angel is here this morning that is leading us in to keep us in the way. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the way. To all of them, he gave each man changes of raiment. I was blowing my mind here yesterday as I was studying. But Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. You know, we think there's no Kmart, folks. There's no Walmart. There's no nothing. And God is providing 
garments, his garments of righteousness. He's providing all that you have need of. Think of it. And so his father sent after this manner ten asses laden with good things. Ten she asses laden with corn, bread, meat for the father. I'm asking you, are you been starved this last year? Or is the word alive? Amen. God has given us what is needed to get us in the way to the land. Everybody's whining and crying and wondering about this. And I'm getting phone calls and emails from you and a lot. We're strong. I don't care what the devil dishes out. I say, glory to God. There's believers around here. We got, we've got till 2004 archive messages of Brother Biscal and yourself and all the other brothers. We got 1100 tapes. I would say your wagons are loaded. Huh? Your wagons are loaded. And the wagons are given for an intent. Not to stay where you are. But to get you where God has in mind for you. Amen. Amen. And so then, his fa- uh, to his father he sent after this manner ten asses. And we read that. Uh, verse 24. So he sent to a, his brother away and they departed. And he said unto them, see that you fall not out of the way. And they went out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And he told him saying, Joseph is alive. And so then I wanted to title the message, he's alive. They went to the tomb, he's not, he's alive. They told us, they told us Jesus was dead. They told us Joseph was dead. Joseph wasn't dead. That was a false report. Whose report do you believe? The word of the Lord. Joseph is not dead. I want to tell you this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, neither is my Jesus dead. Gone, the stool's been rolled back. Gone, the tomb is empty. Amen. And so now it goes on to say, and Joseph is yet alive. He's governor. (laughs) He's governor over what? Over some of the land. Huh? He's governor over all the land. So he's governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted and he rejoiced and did cartwheels. Huh? He's alive. He's well. Living in me. To tell. And the people look at him and said, really? Is he that alive? Hmm. These guys sound like Jacob. And he believed them not. Huh? Can you imagine that? They didn't believe it. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when, then, when, then, when he saw the wagons, which Joseph had sent to carry him. The spirit of God, their father revives. Come on, church. Come on, church. The wagons are here. The Holy Ghost is present. 
Amen. This is not a story. This is a reality, Michael. This is something that is real to me. God has given us a message. He has given us a power to move us from here, Matt, to glory. Amen. God gave the vehicle. It wasn't us making it, creating it. God's made it. He's given it. And we just need to get on it. Amen. And Jacob, their father, revived. When did he revive? When he saw the wagons. When did you revive? When you see the Spirit of God move. Come on. If God's not going to move, you're dead. If the Spirit of God's move, he's alive. And, and I believe he's here to let you know, I'm alive, Brother Mark. I'm alive. Joseph's alive. Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. And Israel, now notice the change there from the next verse. He was Jacob. He was Jacob. But now, because he realized the promise. Bride, I won't call you church. I will call you bride. Amen. And in our Jacob, the Bible says, and Israel said, it's enough. You know, he only used that term one before when he came to Esau. And he wanted to give all those, remember the goats and he gave, wanted to give Esau everything, you know, just to make sure he doesn't get his head chopped off from his big brother. And his brother says, I have enough. Right? Well, I got enough sheep. I got enough. But when when Jacob uses this term, now just a second, I got enough. He said, I got the captain of the Lord of hosts. I got the one that I wrestled with. I've got the great I am. I've got enough. My heart is filled. My God's alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Israel said, it's enough. And Joseph, my son, is yet alive and I will go see him before I die. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. I pray, Lord, that it will become a living reality to all that are here this morning. Rejoicing in the promises of God. Our God is not dead. He's alive. Jesus is alive. And Lord, let us believe the true report. And God, may we rejoice in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Have your seats, please. God bless you. We'll get into the wagons <laughs> soon enough. We'll get into selling everything that's in the wagon for you. Because he gave you raiment. He gave you food. He's given you everything that you need to get from A to B. Amen. Amen. Everything. Everything. He, to take your worry away. To take your despondency away. To take your concerns away. He's making you uh, to, uh, alive to the reality. This church should be a happy church. Amen. She should be happy. So this is Easter. Nathan, how are you doing? Nice to see you. It's Easter. It's an Easter morning. We've been celebrating Easter. You know, people say, well, it's Easter morning. We've been celebrating Easter since the message came alive. Amen. You know, people say, well, there's a certain day for Christmas. There's a certain day for Easter. Yeah, it probably is, as the prophet said, the greatest week. But I've been living in the resurrection because without the resurrection, I want to look, I want you to say and look around the room. If there be no resurrection, uh, not one of you be here. Not one. 
Brother Terry, Shannon wouldn't be sitting beside you. Your girls wouldn't be there. Who knows where you would be? We don't even know if we would be alive. Isn't that not true? And so God's alive. He's well and he's living and he's present and he's here to do exceedingly abundantly. Sherry, God bless you more than you could ask or even think. But we limit God with our gray matter. And now we say, well, we've been living in the resurrection. Look around the room. This is a product of the resurrection. It's the product of the resurrection. To be no resurrection, we would be all men most miserable. So here we look at this time that we're living in. And we actually, God bless you, we we see one another now. And and we say, well, um, this is Easter time. Brother Tom, this is resurrection time. We've been believing for that. And this is what we're in. And so let's get on with it. Really. I don't think God is out of time. Now, brother, Tom, brother Tom's back with you, like it or not. God doesn't, you know. God, we want everything now, don't we? We want deliverance now. We want our children saved now. We want our wives. We want our husbands. We want everything now. It's all present now. So God, we we say say God's on every. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? God's on time every time. So then here we're dealing with time. Here we say, well, we're at an Easter season. We're at a resurrection season. I want to see my family saved. If you believe it, you apply the token to it. You say, well, Brother Tom, what's the token? The token is Jesus Christ, the word himself living in you. So what you're applying is a life. Not a concept, a life on our children. So now God has his time and in God's time, you know, Abraham, let's, let's slow it down. Lisa, God bless you. Where's your husband? I was expecting to see him. Oh, goodness. And Abraham, take your son. Your only son. Ishmael, I don't even regard as a son. Of course, we know that. (laughs) Can you imagine the mind of God? Ishmael doesn't even exist. Take thy son, thy only son. And go up to a mountain that I'll show you. And he went three days journey. And of course, we know that he went to Mount Moriah. And as they're going up there, you know, here's poor uh, promised son carrying his own wood. That he's to be sacrificed on. And yet the Abraham said the lad and I shall what? Return. So God's word never fails. So I we don't know when. We don't know how. But it would have been nice before I had to climb a mountain. If it was maybe Clara your time. In fact it was the time when they just got off the donkey. So they don't have to go anywhere. You know, let, let's just rejoice in this. And he says, and so, no, but the lad had to take his, carry his wood, right. hmm? carry the fire. But there's no sacrifice, and we all know that. But God's timing is always perfect. 
And when I say, this is a thing, and it's incredible. Andrew, this is an incredible thing. They get up to the mountain, they make the altar. Did we really have to go through that? Yes, because it's going to have to be a sacrifice. Lays Isaac on the altar, raises his hand with the knife. Really? Do we go through all this time? We want it to all happen now. But when he raised his knife, the light flashes on it just as he's ready to plunge it. And what happened? Bah. Bah. Now, you might not have rejoiced over that, but I know there was one man that sure rejoiced over that. And it was Abraham, and he's going, glory to God. Hallelujah. My God is Jehovah Jireh. And I want you to know your God is Jehovah Jireh this morning. I don't care what trial, what altar you have to lay on. My Jesus is on time every time. Bah. So I should have titled it, what? Bah. I want you to remember that I don't get to see that often. So I'm trying trying to put my heaps on the wagons here. So God's on time. Knife flashes in the air. The ram is in the bush. The bleeding takes place. And now Isaac, as though one raised from the dead, goes back under prophecy. Because his daddy said, the lad and I shall return. Saints, whether you know it or not, you're under prophecy. No devil can get you. No devil can destroy you. God has sent his wagon, his power, his presence. Hallelujah. And he's going to move you from Mount Baker to Mount Zion. Hallelujah, Brother Ryan. We're going from Mount Baker to Mount Zion. God's on time. Uh, Lord, can you just take care of Pharaoh's army right now? Because you know what? There's a lot of them. And I'm up against the Red Sea. It looks impossible. You say a covet is impossible. We're squished between the 49th parallel. And we can't get across. Well, I know a God... Who actually parted the Red Sea. Amen. Amen. And he actually parted a parted Jordan River. Do you don't think God could part this crazy virus? Amen. And if you've had it, you wouldn't. I said when I and Sister Joanne had it. And we went through it. And... Um, I said, you know what? Now I know what that expression is. I wouldn't even give this to my worst enemy. That's how bad it was. I said, even my worst enemy. I know I'm supposed to love my enemies. But man, sometimes you wish that COVID would be on them. No, no, I'm only kidding. But it's bad. It's bad. Elias, it's bad. But hey, who's bigger? Who's bigger? Who's standing here? Huh? You're standing because it's the presence of the Lord, not the power of Tom's might. Amen. 
It's the power of his word. Many people have died and many people, and we feel sorry for them. But there's a people that stand believing that their God is bigger than any trial. I got Pharaoh. I got the Red Sea. I'm being squashed between two opinions here. Pharaoh wants to kill me. The Red Sea wants to drown me. But there's a God that said, you will come to this mountain. This mountain is a token for you. When God gives a promise, no Pharaoh, no Red Sea, going to stop Israel from going to God's mountain. Amen. Look around the room, folks. We don't, people flee, people fly, people go, people do whatever. Me, I'm going up. I'm going up. God's on time. He parts the sea on time. Everything's on time. Why, why, why do you have to worry? Why even cry unto me, Moses? Come on. You've already spoken it. You've already said it. You've already told me your bride. You have, you have, you have. I've listened to you when you talk to me. I'm the church of the living God. I'm the predestinated of God. I'm the elected of God. I'm the bride of Jesus Christ. That's what you said. That's what you said. I, well, I'm going to take you then at your word. If you said it, do you believe what you said? <laughs> I, I'll take you at your word. And so then, then there is those, as we've been seeing, God backs up what they say. God backs up his believers. God backs up his sheep. God watches over his children. God makes provisions for them. God makes a way for them. God keeps them in the way. No devil, no nothing going to stop them in the way. Let me just tell you something. Saints, we're living in Laodicea. And Laodicea has thrown open its windows of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, I've got it so good. i got it so good. I've got this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. But, boom, you walk with me, Jesus. That's my opportunity. He's alive. And he wants fellowship. He wants communion. He just doesn't want a church, saints of God, that just, you know, goes with the flow. He wants them to take what they confess and believe and put their word into action. For me to say to you this morning... The message is alive. Thank you. I got one. The message is transforming me. Mm -hmm. And yet Jacob's first reaction is. But once he saw and started to see the power of God moving. The wagons coming. The Bible said he revived. I would love to have seen Jacob's revival. <laughs> I would love him to get off the bed and say, my son Joseph is alive. The seven color covenant son has made a way for me to make it into the fatted land of promise for us. My. First news. 
He was sad. Second time round, he was happy. I'm, I'm preaching to a church, hopefully not the first time round. Because when Mary came from the tomb, they were sad. They didn't believe her, <laughs> poor thing. I'm sure all over the Easter season you've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and you've read the, you've read the accounts of them running to the, and John running to the tombs and, you know, and they're heralding his, his, his arrival. He's alive. He's alive. And everybody's hiding in the door and saying, really? Huh? But then when Jesus came the second time, just remember they had a jubilee. They had a jubilee. We're not the first go-round believers here. We've got the second go-round here. Amen. Amen. He's alive. And Israel said, it's enough. Now listen to what the prophet says here. All right, lady. Come, lady. You know you have heart trouble. (laughs) You know you have it. It's on the left side there. Uh, on, no, your heart trouble's left. Oh, I'm sorry. You know you have heart trouble. Your heart troubles left. When? When you were sitting there believing with all your heart. And that's why I thought, I gotta let them know. I gotta let them know. The wagons are here. The power of God's here. This word's alive. But when, when did you touch me, Lord? When you were sitting right in that service and the Holy Ghost started to move. Hallelujah, Matt. God started to move. Your heart was healed when you were sitting there. Why don't you just go thank Jesus? Why don't you just say to me, Mark, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you know how often Brother Bram says now, he says, well, well, do you believe you're healed, Billy? Do you believe you're healed? Yeah, you, you do. Just go believing and rejoicing. Just go believing and rejoicing. How many times have you heard that? Hundreds? Thousands of times? We come to a service and the word comes to lift you up into the presence of God. You're healed. And that's what his word says. That's what's in the wagon. It's not my robes of righteousness that are in that. It's his robes that were given to me. It's his wheat. It's his seed. Everything that I need for my journey is there. Oh, I'm going to eat out of those wagons. Because by emptying them, it puts more people in them. If I left the garments and the grain and everything, maybe Mark and I get in. (laughs) Who else wants to go with us? We all want to go. So all right. You didn't eat enough seed. Okay. We got to empty him out. We got to empty what he's given us. We got to eat the word. We got to consume it. So sister dear. Why don't you just say thank you Lord Jesus. You too sister. You believe with all your heart. It's gone from you. Now how hard was that? Now let me ask you a question. In this great abundance that God has given you to come along the way. You too brother. 
You can have what you want. You too, sister. You can have what you want. Why don't you just put up your hand and say, that's me, brother Tom. That's me. I don't know who brother Brown was talking to that sister. You, sister dear. You, brother dear. Why don't you just go rejoicing in that morning service and let Jesus know all's well. When's it going to happen, brother Tom? We want it now. We want it then. We want it when God calls for it oh my sister dear the Lord's healed you in Jesus name he said don't you have colon trouble there sitting there lady isn't that right you're weeping oh here's I was praying this the other day I think I preached on it years ago he said you were wondering when it's your time Uh huh. You were wondering when it's my time. Then that prophet turns around. Do you think that was Brother Branham now talking? Or now God turning it around and saying, it is, you were wondering when it's your time. I'm telling you, this is your time now. Bless him. Bless him. Praise him. Glorify him. Amen. There's a people that are getting ready to leave. Amen. Amen. So you're wondering, when's your time? When's it my time? Israel, God bless you. When's it my time? He said, now it's your time. God bless you. You're patting her. You love her, do you? You sitting there at the end? You've also got complications. Everything's wrong. Isn't that right? It's your time too. Amen. So then I wanted to title it. Now you've got, now you know where I'm all going all over the place here. It's your time too. It's your time to church to rejoice. It's your time to glorify God. It's your time to lift up your voice. Say praise be to Jesus Christ. The world is swirling in a, in a virus. But God's got you in Goshen right now. And he's keeping you covered by the blood, Sister Christie. Hallelujah, Sister Pat. You can rejoice. Say, when is it my time? This is my time. But you're just talking to that sister. Jesus also knew what's in your heart. Shay, he knows exactly what's in your heart. Amen. He knows exactly what's in everyone's heart this morning. Amen. You're wondering when it was also your time. God bless you. Go home. Be well. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know if I could have had enough quotes where, and you've heard me preach it at home. You're all healed. <laughs> Just go home. Just go home. You're healed. Listen, these wagons are full. Amen. I, I just opened the sack and it said, by his stripes, you are whole. Hallelujah. I'll take that out of that sack. I'll take that out of that wagon. I'll take that for my faith. Oh my, this is a token message. I, you claimed your family. Which bag do you want to open up? You ever see it when you, when a, a country is gone through starvation, and whether it be in Africa, it doesn't matter where in the world it is, and all of a sudden the Red Cross shows up, 
And you know, they're all standing in a line. And everybody's there and they're wondering, am I going to have my... And you just think it's all in order until the truck arrives. Then everybody's making a dash and a dive and getting what they can get. I'd love to see you do a few dashes and dives this morning. Uh huh. I'd love to see you do a few dashes and dives and say, Brother Tom, I don't know about anybody else in this room, but for me and my house, I'm jumping on the wagon and I'm getting out of here. Laodicea is Laodicea. I have had enough of Laodicea. I don't know about you, but I'm not, uh, Laodicea has not enticed me one bit. The Bible makes mention in Psalms about Joseph 105.19 until the time that the word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Hmm. The word of the Lord until the time of rapture is to be fulfilled. <laughs> You're going to be tried. Oh, not that lovely Easter message? <laughs> but every believer that was tried won. If you're a believer this morning, you might as well lift up your voices up to him and say, Praise be to Jesus. I've already won. Joseph knew. He was under prophecy. Didn't he, Mark? You've read your Bible. You've taught Bible You know that the Bible says that the sheaves would bow. You're you're message believers. You got that. The stars are going to bow. The moon's going to bow. The sun's going to. Is that true, Joy? Is that the way it's going to be? Is that what the Bible said? Buddy, I'm in a pit. My brothers want to kill me. Oh, that looked really rosy. And everybody got real quiet. Yeah, because some of you are in a pit, but you're still under promise. Uh huh. Somebody's going to get him out of that pit. And so now he's got, aren't those lovely brothers, Elias? Hey, I got all these brothers that love me so much, I want to kill you. (laughs) I don't want to say it sounds familiar, but anyways, we'll just, we'll leave it there. And he's in the pit. I'm 17 years old. Lord, when are those sheaves going to bow? When's the time, Lord? I'm 17. Uh, here come some Ishmaelites. Matter of fact, nah, we're not going to kill you today. We're just going to sell you to be a slave. Thank you, brothers. I love you so much. Huh? Can you imagine? So now here, here's Joseph. He gets out of the pit. He's now, he's in bondage now, and he's going to be a slave. Goes to the slave market, gets bought by Potiphar, and he becomes a slave in the house of Potiphar. Are we enjoying ourselves, folks? I don't think so. Huh? You know, the promise is still there. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what we go through. It does not matter what trial we go through. Huh? Until the word of the Lord tried him. So he gets now in a, a nice home. He's the 
ruler over the home and falsely accused by Ponover's wife. And where's he go? He's having a greater time called prison. So that, oh, that's, it sounds a lot like a lot of your lives. Come on, Terry, help me out here. Say an amen or two. Amen. I know what it is to be sold, put in a pit, sold, thrown in prison. But every step of the way was getting him to his destination. Because he wouldn't have been sold, put into Potter's house, falsely accused, put into prison. How could he tell the baker and the butler what they're... And then who's going to tell Pharaoh? That there's a guy in prison that can that can tell dreams. <laughs> so how how can I say to you, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. But we grumble, we complain, we grumble, we complain. When's it my time? Now's your time. <laughs> Now's your time. So now Joseph. He goes from now, he's in prison. Now we're talking 17. The sheaves haven't bowed yet. The stars haven't bowed yet. The moon hasn't bowed yet. And now he's moving from 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Do I hear 25, 26, 27? I get 28, 29, 30. So now he rises up and he's the right hand to Pharaoh. He's, He's numero uno outside of Pharaoh's house. He's number one outside of Pharaoh when he's in Pharaoh's house. Okay? So now he's governor. And now he's got to play the part of being a governor. And so now, saints of God, circumstances start to move. Circumstances. Joseph had to be there to send those wagons to Jacob. Joseph had to be there to send seed to his brothers. Joseph had to be there to send robes of righteousness to his people. And so everything, and now we're coming up to 40 years old. So now we go to the commentators and they say, how long was it for Joseph from 17 to 40? Before they bow. Brother Tom wins my time. I don't want to wait 23 years. <laughs> we already have folks. It's all in God's timing. But guess what? The sheaves bowed. The stars bowed. It never, it was, I'm, oh, let me turn my back, and I, I've been looking forward to seeing you so much, I hate to turn my back on you. But can I do it just for one moment? There's nothing you can do to make it better. See, I didn't look at anybody. People say, if I go here, it's going to be much better. But no, I'll tell you what, I'll go here, I'll do this. Hey, I preached a message probably 30 years ago. Wherever you go, you are there. The problem isn't the, the location. If you could turn your eyeballs inward. 
I'd say, look at yourself. Huh? So wherever you go, you're there. It doesn't matter. And so now Joseph, he could have been banging in the, in the jail, shaking it. When's the sheaves bowing? Is it? I'm, I'm, hey, I can see, I, I got glasses, but I can see all the way to the back. I know if you're sleeping. I know if you got your mouth moving. I'm watching you. Because I'm enjoying you. One brother says, why don't you come over to my house and have, a, uh, have dinner with us? I said, I'm going to have dinner behind the pulpit. I'm going to feast on the testimonies of people I love. And I look at your life and your testimonies just come alive in my mind. And I want to say this, I want to say that. I just want to tell you, your lives are a testimony of the glory and grace of Almighty God. And Joseph never flinched. I love it. Joseph never flinched. False accusation. I'm sure Pontifer's wife wasn't an ugly old hag here, folks. If you want to get carnal. And opportunities come. But he was not going to defile himself. Amen. Does it sound familiar? Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't defile your body in any way. For I've got a work for you to do. Joseph could say the same thing. Hallelujah. God keeping his vessels true and pure. Because seed was going to come forth. And that seed was going to transport a people. From this land to that land. Called Beulah. You know I read a quote the other day. And I loved it. It says that Jesus has taken thousands of years to build your home. I mean, I can understand what Brother Branham said. He said, that's your home. He said, Branham's don't have homes. He said, that's your home. What on earth is it going to be like? If you see, I was driving here around here in these mansions around the lake or whatever the case may be. And you look at them, the opulence and the, and the, and this, you know, however man has devised and they got all these toys and trinkets. That's man, fallen man at best. What has Jesus prepared for us? Enter in. Enter in to the joys of the Lord. And you telling me, you're telling me a joint is better than that? You're telling me, because well, I, I don't know your, your, your liquor names here down here. You're telling me that you put a bottle over here that's better than glory? You're telling me that Satan has duped you so much? My goodness. Joanne had the opportunity chosen by Canada to represent Canada in the Olympics when she was a little girl. And her father, being her dad, just said, said to you, well, so you win if you win a gold or if you win a medal or if whatever. Who are you the next year or the year after or 10 years down the road? What are you? Nothing. And yet Satan's got you all wound up, wound up. To get this shiny little metal 
that 90%, if not 95%, never attain to. They're just the fodder that they use for the ones that are the, the best. And Satan just rubs it in your face. And says, this, this is better than this. I'll take Jesus any day. Any day. First look, Jacob didn't believe it. Mary sees stone is rolled back. I mean, you're seeing angels. You're seeing, uh, seeing, I mean, what would you do? We all have read the end of the book, so I know what we would do. But while you're in the book, what would you do? And then all of a sudden, she looks, and then she looks and sees a gardener. Just uh, He looked like an every, every day, Brother Bram said, everyday man, a gardener. Right. Jesus, the resurrected king of glory, looked like a gardener. Isn't that marvelous? Not pompous, gardener. Where's Matt? Bangdonis. Matt. Think about it when you're working around here. Say, I, I, I'm a maintenance man. No, you're, you're Jesus in flesh. Amen. <laughs> God's got his eye on you. And here he was thought as, as a gardener. That was the first look. Then when he turned, she turned around, he said, Mary. She heard the voice. Rabboni. I tell you what, it changed her demeanor, man. It changed her attitude. I tell him, don't look just the first time. Take the second look. Amen. Take the second look this morning and say, he's everything to me. Amen. He's everything to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's everything to me. My. Why weep? Why weep us out, Mary? Why? Church? Why are you sad? Why weep? Mary? Rabboni? Change from weeping to joy. Lord, change the weeping to a joy this morning. Write the vision. The vision's been written, Habakkuk says. Write the vision. Vision's been written. Write it. Make it plain upon the tables. That they may run and read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. You say, how come we're not out of here? How come this is not done? It's not over. It's right on time. It's right on time. It's right on time. Maybe if you got your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. You got it? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. The Bible reads here, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. There is a time when it is over, folks. There is a time when it's over. For still a little while, and the coming one in the Greek says, The coming one will come, and he won't delay. He delayeth no longer. We are in the rapture. We are on our way. The wagons are here. The power of God's present. The seed has been given. The garments have been chosen. 
Why are you sad, Mary? Rabboni? Is that you speaking to us every service? Rabboni? I don't like his preaching. Rabboni? You just look like a gardener. How come you don't have a purple robe on? Rabboni? We get some concept in our minds. And because we get certain things in our minds, it's this way. That's the way the Pharisees got it, and that's why they missed Jesus. They had a concept. The Sadducees had a concept. No resurrection. Can you imagine? No wonder they were called sad. As some brother said years ago, Brother Johnson, sad you see. They didn't believe in a resurrection. Jesus just annihilated their whole doctrine. (laughs) Annihilated it. My goodness. The angel of the Lord himself knows your needs. God knows your time. He has loosed you by his word. There is something, Brother Bram said, that's in you that you couldn't put there. He said he put it there contrary to your own nature. So God put something in. What is it? He said it's the foreknowledge of God taking place. It's his word. You say, I got the power. I got his word. He's given us his word to move us. He said there's something within the true believer and that's something brother ken andy's when he wrote it out capitalized the something it's a capital something there's something within the believer i don't care how loyal your father was to his church or your mother or your grandparents there is something in you that screams out i don't belong here I don't belong here amen Amen. I'm been born for another place and God has prepared the vehicle to get me there and so when you first look you say well I don't know the second time you look amen got a name change Jacob Israel and he had a revival Boy, wouldn't I love to see all of a sudden Eugene jump up and look at me and go, Right, Brother Tom, I believed that for years. You know what you would do up here? First of all, Daniel would say, What happened to my brother-in-law? Huh? What happened? What is going on? Hmm? And you know, fire... Needs fuel. Huh? I know Eugene. Eugene's a good cook. Don't worry. We know all about his cooking. But when the fire's on, you need it hot. You need to get it hotter. You need to get the the breath of God to breathe on it. All of a sudden, the flames get hotter and hotter and hotter. And fire needs fuel. You wonder why. Saints of God, sometimes, like I said last Sunday when I walked into church, the expectation, because our people didn't get together like you. 
I, I, I get to preach to a screen just like that. And there they are. And, you know, you see me. I'm looking at a big screen. And all of a sudden, that was our first service for months. I couldn't hardly get out of the bastard study before I was sucked by a vortex to the pulpit. And Brother George on this side from, uh, uh, from Nigeria and Brother Roy Florent was on the other side over on this side. We had 150 people, but between two people, they were bringing me out of my shoes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You say, well, how does that happen? Um, a few amens help. Amen. A few glory to God's help. Amen. Yep. I'm, I'm just encouraging you. Amen. I'm encouraging you. Because you know what's going to happen? Oh, Lord willing, if the Lord should tarry. I believe Brother John's back next week. I'll be here for next week. Lord willing. And then there will be a space. And then Brother Michael's coming down. He's going to have a Friday night with the young people. And then we'll have a Sunday. And... Uh, that will be, he's going to be here. And then after that, a week. And then Brother Murphy's going to come down. So you're, we're, we're getting together. Amen. We're getting together. We want your wagons full. Amen. Amen. We want you clothed. We want you fatted. We want you full. Amen. Amen. Devil says this, we'll try this. The devil says that, we'll try this. Amen. Come on. Amen. He tries this, we'll do that. He says this, we'll do this. Hallelujah. Everybody says, oh, my goodness. We are going to have a time. For in a time of trouble, he's going to hide us in his pavilion. You've got that promise under the rapture message. You've got Psalms 47 given to you. That's in one of the bags. That's in one. Open it up. Take a good look at it. We're hidden in his pavilion. That means all his mighty men are all around David. Nobody can get at you. They have to come through God's mighty men to get to. So God's put you in his pavilion, Rachel. Think about it. So every imp, devil, idiot, whatever you want to call those spirits, they come around their way and they say, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her. And God's put you in his pavilion. And he's put his word around you. Doesn't that sound marvelous? In the rapture message? Why in the rapture message? Because the wagon, the presence of God... Is here to take us. Oh, I don't believe it. That was your first look. Let's throw the first look out. Let's get into the second look, friends. Mary looked, saw the tomb was empty. But the stone's been rolled. Who rolled the stone? The Romans had sealed it. (laughs) They made a pretty good job of it. Their necks were on the line. And as they're walking to the tomb, who's, you know, I I, I, I don't know. Should I want to use that? Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm getting to get a couple of done. Do you know why don't you stand? I'll get it across. Come on, go ahead, stand. It doesn't matter. Patty, why don't you stand? Okay, one more. Uh, Nicole, you're in the back. Why don't you stand? You didn't think I didn't see it back there. Happy belated birthday, by the way. So now you're walking to the tomb. Now look at you. Look at you. And you can look at it around. You can look. We're a family. We're a family. It's okay, Gina. You, you used to be up here, remember? At camp. And now you're talking to one another. Thank you. You can sit down. Because I just wanted you to just basically see. We're wonderful. These are wonderful sisters. Right? Who's going to roll a stone away? 
So Gina goes like this. <laughs> Not me. Patty goes, are you kidding me? Huh? She goes, well, if we had an army, maybe we would. Huh? Nicole says, well, maybe all four of us can do it. Really? Really? Took an angel to open up this bag of glory for you. It took an angel to move the stone away. That you can see your God is a resurrected God. Your God knows your needs. God has sent a message so that you can move from Mount Baker to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. From Cloverdale to glory. Amen, Michael. We don't believe in. These are just fables we've heard. I'm sorry. We serve a risen Savior, Brother Jerry. You might as well tell the devil, listen, devil, you've been on my case too long. I'm now going to take rulership, heirship, sonship over your ship. My ship ain't sinking, by the way. Yours is going to sink. Hallelujah. Serious matter. It's life and death. Play around, you play with fire, you get burned. But I'll put you in a time of trouble. I'll hide you in my pavilion. I'll keep you in a place that you'll be safe when the enemies are around about you. Amen. And this is what I love. Because Moses wanted a place, as I preached last week, a place by, by, by him. The Lord wanted to have a place by him. And in that place, that place, he said, I'll let all my goodness pass by. I'll let it all pass by. Psalms 27, 13, in the rapture message, he said, I had fainted. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If there was only one here, one here at Bible Way Camp, one, that is the goodness of God. Amen. You say, one, Brother Tom? Brother Bram said, if, if one is gone, who believes there's a one? Amen. Ah, ah. He said he would go to Calvary for that one. And so this Easter, I want you to rejoice now in seeing God's given you a vehicle, the wherewithal, to move you into a promised land that it was already spoken for you to have. My promised land, my sack, who I've looked at, which one did you want to look in? Lisa, where do you want to look in? I, I got a few sacks here for I was going to bring some sacks. I didn't have a punching bag, but I was going to bring some some sacks. Sacks. I, you doctors said that you will never, ever have children. But according to the word of the Lord, if you ask anything in my name, believing, you shall have what you ask. Amen. Oh, that was good seed. Amen. That was good seed. That come right on time. That came right on time. Oh, let me open up this sack. Is there miracles in the church? 
Oh, let me just open the sack. Oh, Sister Francine got delivered to cancer. Oh, Brother Michael's ankle totally restored in a moment. Oh. How many sacks have you opened up over the years? I won't have to say it for you no more. I'm saying to my... Amen. What kind of sacks were laden in that power, in this message for you and I? I believe for a home. I believe for my wife. Did you know? I don't even know whether half of you know, or maybe you do or don't. Joanne had, uh, they said you had a, a growth on your thyroid. And if they went in there, she could no longer sing. And the prophet took her little hand at four years old and said, Honey, dear, when you get older, you're going to sing for the Lord. The devil wanted to put a fear on her. Brother Bisco got in prayer and he opened up a sack. and And he called us up. And he said, It's over. It's gone. It's finished. Hallelujah. We're not talking about 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years. How? What do you want to open up this morning out of your sack? My goodness. We have got only to page two. You know the problem, don't you? There's 14 pages. You have, you have to stop a little bit. You have to, they said, throw your watch away. Come on. (laughs) Sure. You're only saying that because why? I want more out of my, who said that? I want more of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's the greatest time for anyone to ever have lived. Wow, he didn't open that sack until this morning. <laughs> I want all the brothers to, because at the end of the statement, I want to hear a roaring amen. It's the greatest time that anyone could live. Amen. <laughs> Take that one, devil. Amen. That's what's in the word. It's the greatest time we've ever lived. The devil says, I didn't get Brother Tom. He's been trying to get me. You know how many operations since I've seen you? I've had four. They took half my arm and put it on my foot. Took my thigh and put it on my arm. I think I said that in New Year's. I said, I don't even know to lift my leg or foot at the time. (laughs) But it's still one body. I'm still here. I'm in one piece. Devil fights, we fight back. I think I said last week, I was laying in recovery room for seven hours and 27 minutes, racked with pain, no pain, nothing. they weren't giving me nothing, but Tylenol 3. And, I, and the reason why I know it's seven hours and 27 minutes, because they counted every minute. And they got the wrong file to the wrong guy, and they thought I was a wacko instead of the righto. 
Till finally I said to the one doctor who came at seven hours and 27 minutes, I said, you wouldn't treat your dog this way. In fact, you'd go to jail for treating a dog this way. And I'm not a dog. I'm a human being. Man, you say the right thing, you watch them move. Dog got them to move. But we go through things, saints. Because God wants a certain thing. I never have complained. And I'm not trying to lift Tom Ray up for a minute. Because now it's just family time here. I've never complained. For one moment. Never have. I've wondered. In my mind. When it first happened. When I was 21. My first time around for, for seven months in a hospital. I wonder, Lord, if this is going to be used for your glory, I'm willing to go through it. That was the only time that I really wondered what it was all about. And his presence came. God is always on time. He wasn't going to allow Jacob or his sons to famish in a famine. People were dying all over Canaan because they had no food. But God in his mind had Joseph rise to the throne. He was in charge and governor of all the seed. And he made sure Jacob and his sons had seed. God doesn't care. About the cannon fodder. He only cares about Israel. Come on spiritual Israel. God has given you a message. That people marvel. How can you live it? And you just eat it. And live. Drink. And push. Eat and live. And they wonder, how can you do it, Jeremy? You're such a clean-cut young man. Like I said the other, I'm sure you saw a couple of services ago. I came to the cash register to pay. And I'm just, you know, Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Hi, good morning. Here's here's the money type thing. So what's you so happy about? (laughs) Can you imagine? What's you so happy about? I said, I'm saved. Come on, it's in my bag. It's in my bag. Sister Tracy, I just a little look on her face was incredible. She says, she says, what? That makes you happy? They don't know what salvation is. But God, rich in mercy, sent this power to me. He knew exactly where I was. Tom, you're going to need this for your robe. You're going to need this message for you. And it's going to build you to a stature of a perfect man. Amen. Amen. It's going to drive out that lust demon that you had when you were just 20. It's going to tear Satan's kingdom apart. His grip will be loosed. The blood will become applied. And you will rule over Satan rather than Satan rule over you. How many years have you gone through it, Brother Tom? I've gone through it 26 years. My 46 years. 46. Where's my wheelchair? (laughs) 
46. My goodness. Uh, 26 was a long time. But guess what, saints? I want to tell you this morning. The power's here. To go to your place. Just open your sack. Open what's been given you. You never got it from yourself, Sally, did you? No, we're talking fellowship and, and talking about your mom the other day. And your dad, when your dad, I loved, I loved Brother Ed. He was incredible. He moved, what, 1982, I think it was, right? 83? And uh, some people had left the church at that time, and I think about 20 or so people. And Brother Ed knows nobody. He's just showing up from Missouri. Here he is. Love Brother Bisco's ministry. He's in, in here. And he goes to the restaurant, and there's, there's two guys just going right at it. And they're saying, yeah, hey, that church is over by the way. They're just a bunch of ragtag, you know, long-haired guys. They know nothing. And, and Brother Ed, you know, Brother Ed, he's so kind. He just eats his eggs and ham. <laughs> so he's eating this stuff. Finally, he walked over to the table and says, gentlemen, he said, have you ever been to Cloverdale Bible Way? Because I actually go there. And, then, you know, how their jaw drops, like they put their foot in their mouth. And they go, what? He says, I moved my whole family from Missouri to go to this church. And how come you're talking about it and never been there? And they all go, good question. (laughs) Good question. And so, yeah, here's a man that had opened the bag. And it's not just knowing about it, it's living it. It's living it. And I thought, what a mighty testimony mom and dad had. And how many times we were around mom's table and, and fellowship around the word of God. And, and what was it? It was all provided by the lamb. All provided by the lamb. My. At the time of famine, and you must prophesy, there'll be a famine in the land. Is that true? You must eat. And then you don't say there'll be a famine for what? Not for bread and water, but for hearing the word of the Lord. So God put in your sack some tapes. And he moved them from tapes to MP3s and to MP3s. He moved it on and on and on. God gave you seed. What makes this bride what she is? Who's provided the sustenance to make her strong? Who's robed her so that she has no nakedness? Who has provided for you this Easter? And you look around the room and the fellowship sweet Jeff Julie got the girls all lined up as they did I pretend you're you're still in the third row there and I still pretend in my brain when I preach still have you all in your place I asked one brother I said did you want me to I was Serge Roy came by the office the other day I said Serge every time I'm preaching and I look at that one spot I always got your name there I said did you want to move yet (laughs) well he says nobody's taking my spot have they no. He says, no, that's my spot. I said, yep. I says, I know. We all have our spots. God has blessed us this Easter. Not just this Easter, this whole Easter season. 
It's the greatest time to have lived. Famine, yep, there's a famine out there. But our Joseph has provided. It's the greatest time. Is it my time? I want you to say it's my time. It's my time. This is my Easter time, devil. This is my time. God's provided my raiment. God's provided my food. God's provided my healing. God's provided my deliverance. God has provided everything. And I'm not going to let you rob me of what God has given me. God's given me my family. God's given me my children. God's given me a victory. My victory does not ride on your feelings. You could be sad. You could be in tears. And I don't want you to be. You could look at me cross-eyed. You could look at me any which way. And say, you know, Brother Tom, where are you coming from? My joy comes from within. It's not by the exterior. It's from within. It's a joy unspeakable. And what is it? Full of what? Full of glory. Amen. Look at it. I don't I don't know about all these games and football games. They are the world is going sideways. They can't have their basketball games over here. They can't have their baseball games over here. They can't have their hockey over here. And here we are, got sackfuls from glory. <laughs> I want you to look and say, what do I need to reach within my sack this morning? What do I got to open it up? What do I got to look in there? Hmm. Hmm. That I thought of you. That's why he said punch and bag. Seek. I don't care what you want to do. I don't want, I, I think in that bag, if you want to pull their name out, I'm going to let you pull their name out. I'm going to let you this morning because their name is in the promise of the word of God. And I won't leave my little ones behind. No circumstance. No situation is going to cause any unbelief within my heart. Because what does the Bible say, Terry? Unbelief cannot hinder God. Amen. If you don't rejoice, I'm going to rejoice. I don't care if anybody's unbelief. I don't care about anything. Nothing hinders God. How old are you, Nathan? 24. 24. You're the same age as when I got married to Sister Joanne. 23. And then I turned 24. I was 23. And now here you are, like 46. You say, Brother Tom, was it worth it? Did, did he fail you in any way? Did the resurrection cause you any problems? This living living word, this living message, cause you any heartache? Not one. It's only been blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Because I know whether I go from pit, whether I go to prison, whether I go to Ponder's house, one day I'm going to go to the throne. That's my choice. That's my position. That's my place, Brother Mark. And that's what this power is all about. That's why this vehicle has been given. To take you from here to there. To them 
that overcome. To them that overcome. Overcome problems. Are you going to have any problems when you grow up? Or you're already grown up? <laughs> That's a trick question. You don't have to answer it either. <laughs> of course we are. If the older we get, the bigger the problem. I, I was, it's like uh, my son, grandson Jack. He's going to graduate this year. He was walking across the parking lot. And, you know, we, we, well, you know we can't see anybody. And so Jack walks by, and so he takes the opportunity. And he looks around like this and runs over to my car. Hi, Grandpa. This, this is ridiculous. You're my grandson. So, man, he's shaved. He looks fantastic. And I looked at him and said, you're old. I'm going, Jack, you're growing up. He says, Grandpa, I miss you so much. I said, I miss you so much too, Jack. I said, you're growing up, Jack. He said, yeah, I'm graduating this year. I go, you poor guy. He says, I know. I don't want to graduate. I said, this is the easiest time of your life, Jack. He says, I know. Because I have to grow up when I graduate. (laughs) It's time for us to really grow up. Really take a hold of these sacks of blessings. Because it was provided not by man. It was provided by Almighty God. And this covenant angel, this seven color rainbow Christ. Has come down to a prophet to give you a message. So that you could take that book. So that you could become the word of God yourself. Now he says, Brother Tom, you're getting heavy now. Ah, I haven't even started. Masterpiece. She. The bride. Who's she? Come on. Hey, hey, it's me. I'm the she. She is the word. Okay, let's just open the bag together, man. Rip it open. Huh? I remember we had in school, remember you had those sack days? How many remember that? You had the old potato sack and you had to have the, what was it called? I even forget what it was called. What race? It was some, some so, ah, thank you. Very simple. Called the sack race. Very profound. And so you had to run to the sack. You had to rip open that, you know, that binder twine that was there. And, and your hands are ripping apart. And you jump in that sack. And you got to hop to the end. Okay. I feel like my hands have been ripped apart this morning. Because I want you to eat everything that's in those sacks. Amen. I'm ripping it. Amen. Amen, Andrew. I'm ripping it. You know what it says right here? Right at the top of the sack. She's the word. Amen. Amen. She's the word. Joseph was smitten from from his brethren. As Jesus was smitten from his brethren. As the church is smitten by her brethren. The bride has been smitten from the church. Because she is Ruth, the word. I'm the word. I know some people tell you to say, you know, say this and everybody repeats this. But I want you to say it with meaning. I am the 
Amen. Hey, oh, we just tore that sack right up. There's nothing left in that sack. Let's go over to this sack. Amen. You are the word living in action. (laughs) Hey, I love it. I love it. You know why? Because when I read Samson, I read me. And you go, you do? I go, absolutely. Because he was short like me. And Brother Brown said, he's a shrimpy little guy. Okay. That's the littlest guy in the class. I identify with Samson. And I loved it because Samson, Samson was told from his birth, he was a Nazarite, chosen of God. Hmm. 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 Who am I looking at? Samson. Chosen of God. Predestinated before the foundation of the world. Chosen of God. Nazarite. And there he was, the littlest guy in class, walking down the road. And Brother Bram said, a lion came up. Huh? He said he never had no time for no prayer meeting. Why Christ speak? He wanted to take a look at it. He said he didn't have time for a prayer meeting. He just had to know who he was. Come on, word. She is the word. I am the word. Uh Uh-huh. And so a lion springs up and nobody falls underneath. Oh, God, help me from this lion. That is not in your scripture. But in my scripture, it said he rent it like a kid. Huh? He rent it like a kid. And then he left the carcass there. And he went away and he came back. And there was honey in the carcass. There was honey in the trial. And I want you to know, word bride, every trial you go have. And you go to or have. There's honey in it. And the scripture says he took the honey, Terry. And he took it to his parents. His testimony. God gave me the power to rent Satan. Amen. And as I rent Satan, I'm claiming my promise. How many have had a lion come by your way in the last couple of months? I think we can just tear them apart. Sheep, Julie, sheep, see, this is yours, is the word, the word. You are the living word in action. You are the Bible bride. Sister Rachel, there's got to be something special there for us all. You just ripped open the bag with me. You are the chosen bride. She's the word. She's the chosen bride. Amen. She's the living word. She's living in action. She's the Bible bride. And the Bible says there's no beauty in her that we should desire. Gardener. In this resurrection, there's no beauty that we would desire. We're just gardeners. Jesus, the word in your flesh. Gardeners. That was my title. You changed it? Yep, just now. (laughs) Think about it. Nothing to look at. Look at nobody. Look in the mirror and I say, you're a nobody. I don't even want to be a somebody. But I want to be him. I want to be a living word. A living bride. 
I'll take that sack and eat it. And believe that's going to transport me into the very presence of Almighty God. Yes, sir. He's here. I know he's here. Yes, sir. The same one that was with Moses is here. That's what he's saying. I know he's here. Come on, we've been on the road to Emmaus a couple, couple times now, a couple, few miles, just a few. Hmm? But when he broke bread, they realized it was the Lord. And when God breaks the word of God, we realize it's Almighty God amongst us. He's here. He's right now. I believe it in this little tabernacle. Won't you wake up? Year by year, I notice. He says, people want a big revival. It's no more. You believe me to be his prophet? That's the word of the Lord. The revival is in you. Open your revival sack. Open your provision and Easter. You say, Brother Tom, this is such a just a basic Easter service. Well, basically drive the devil out of your life then. Amen. Right. If it's that basic, Amen. I would see basically everybody in here is in total victory. Amen. Amen. Devil, did you hear that one? Amen. That was the victory bag. Oh, I left that one to last. That's a, well, that's a good one. Oh, he's the mighty conqueror. He's the victorious one. Satan said, I got him, I nailed him on the cross. He's dead, he's dead and dead could be. He got him off the cross, knocked on Satan's door. Uh huh. Aha! You are the one. I thought you were the one. And then, what are you doing here? I'm taking your keys. In fact, Abraham, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach. Come on, boys. We're leaving. Uh Uh-huh. That's victory. He conquered Satan through the cross. We got him. We sealed him. He's dead. No, he's not. The seal's been opened. The word has been unveiled. She realizes who she is. And now the victorious one is in her. And we say, well, then victory is mine. I don't even have my watch on. Thank you, Brother Jeff, for throwing it away. And everybody said, amen. It's okay. It's only been a couple hours. A couple hours? Wow. I've enjoyed myself. I trust you've enjoyed the presence of the Lord. I trust you when you go home, you can maybe open the trunk of your car and realize what God has put there in this great transport provided for you. That you could say everything that was spoken this morning that you can realize is mine. Every promise in this book is mine. Joseph's alive didn't move him at all but when he started to see the power of God 
he had a revival. And the Bible says he changed his name. Well, he didn't change his name. Went from Jacob to Israel. Jeremy, think about it. God changed you from a Laodicean to the bride of Jesus Christ. Because I see my transport. Amen. Joseph alive. How long did it take? To get the victory, Lisa. How long? We've been in this a long time now, haven't we? My goodness. It's been a long time. And have we had some hard times? Ask Joseph. Ask him. How did they treat you? How, how, how was it? And he could say, well, it wasn't so bad. Well, it wasn't really good to, for the first little while. It got a little bit better. In fact, I became the boss of the jail. Boss of the jail. That's a promotion. But can you imagine? All those steps were needed. You say, well, I've had a terrible time this last year. We can't fellowship. We can't do anything. What is God doing? He's doing something very supernatural in you. Because one day we might not even get to do this. Brother Brown said at one place she'll be a hunted down little church. He said not tribulation, but she still will be hunted down. How are you going to like that one? But it, you can take your sack with you. And you can start opening it. The power of the third pole is mine. And all that was provided by your Joseph. Jesus. Brother Ryan, why don't you come? Yes, we could go on for easily a long time. Is he alive? He's not dead. Is he our provider? Yes, he is. Is it good news or is it bad? Is it a famine or do I have a storehouse to open up? Am I going to a place or am I going to stay here? The answers to every question is for each individual to answer. Have you been quickened? How's your wagons? Have they been loaded? Are they full? Blessed be the Lord. And if you want to take it home... You, and, and I think every Easter somebody quotes Psalms 103. Blessed be the Lord and forget not all. That's a sack. Amen. The benefit sack of Joseph. We say this is unusual. Well, every service is unusual. I don't know what your sack is, but I've got something in my sack I, I'm, I'm desiring from God. And I'm going to reach in that sack this morning. Is it my time? It's your time. I don't care if you've got unsaved. I don't care if you need healing. I don't care if you need the joy, you need the victory, you need the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you have need of this morning.
And you want to stand and you want to take that bag and rip it open and hold it before God and say, God, at this Easter, you sent a power. You sent, Lord, the provision needed. And I'm going to reach into that sack today and I'm not going to let the devil deny me of my children. Not one of them. Deny me of anything that is rightfully mine. Jessica, you've got a big bag to reach in. Heavenly Father, with our hands lifted up, holding these sacks. Brother Tom didn't provide it. Brother Ryan didn't provide it. Brother Biscal never provided them. But Joseph provided for the journey. And what a journey this will be. There will not be a pothole in this journey. Lord, it will be a power that will lift us off this earth. And in this resurrection, Lord, it will change us in the atoms. And it'll bring us into the very glory and presence of God. But here right now, I'm going to reach into my bag he gave me this morning. Simple. And yet true, Lord. People expect so much, but it's all God hidden, revealed. In simplicity. I see each family here and we've prayed for them, Lord. We know some situations. Yeah, I just pray this morning that they saw the wagon coming. Maybe they looked at first, well, it's just Brother Tom. But after a while, I said, that's the Lord speaking to me. And I receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I receive what's in my sack. I receive what's in the word. I receive my benefits. Hallelujah. He's the name above all names. And he's worthy Good night.
given to you freely I'm staying at this hotel and everybody's got Easter eggs little guy came with he had a basket full of Easter eggs they were all hidden somewhere and I'm going are you kidding me they still do this what has that got to do with Easter but this has everything to do with Easter how many can claim for themselves personally I reached I claim it, and it's mine this morning. How about the, we got Brother Ryan, I haven't met Brother Ryan for over a year. This poor man cried. Huh? We cried, didn't we? I'm not ashamed of that. This poor man cried.
How good is he? <laughs> He's just giving you everything. I'll give you everything. Oh my, I looked up this scripture here out of Philippians 4. Hmm. Hmm. I just I'm I'm gonna rip open one more bag, okay? Is that okay? Israel, where are you? Is that okay? Alright, that's okay. Let's just rip it. Let's just rip it. Here here it is. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. <laughs> oh, I love this bag, Brother Ryan. Come on. Come on. Say, Brother Tom. Really? Is that really in the Bible? Are you just cherry picking? Like, you just chose that. Well, maybe the Holy Spirit put it on the wagon for you today. And, he, and, and I, I love it. And this is the way Paul says, uh, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So I look it up in the Greek and it says, be careful for nothing means, what's your problem? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That was a terrible reaction. That was terrible. What is your problem? Do not fret. Or have any anxiety over anything. Oh, that one went out of the ballpark. But you, did nobody in the back seat had the glove up to catch the ball as it came right by you. He said, do not fret, don't have any anxiety. In every circumstance. And in everything. Be thankful or give thanksgiving continually to your God. Oh my goodness. We're just going to go out of here with no problems. Is, is, that, is that okay? Is, is that just fine with you? Okay. Well then, can I just open the bottom of the sack now that, now that you have no anxiety over anything? He says, I want you to know that Jesus rose from the dead and he's here right now. Ah. But some on the road to Emmaus never got to see him the first time. He's here right now. He said, oh, where is he, Brother Tom? I want to know where he is. This is your prophet saying, I believe the same Jesus that rose up from the dead is here right now. Do you believe this? I believe the same one that was in Daniel's den with the lion is here right now, tonight. And I believe that same one is here to tell you, don't worry about what's going on, saints of God. God's got it all in control. He watched over Joseph and he got him He got him to the place he was supposed to be. He got Jacob to the place he's supposed to be. He's going to get you to the place you're supposed to be. Don't worry. Don't have any anxiety. Philippians 4 and 6, if you want to put that one down in your mind, to read, study it out, and find out there's nothing to worry about. Didn't you, don't you remember where Brother Bram talked about that old sister? She looked like she was very, very, very young. And she was very, very, very old. And he said, sister, he says, how old are you? And so she gave the name. He says, well, you look like 20 years younger. She said to Brother Bram, she says, you know what? She says, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I've never worried a moment. And because I never worried a moment, I don't have any worry lines. 
Matt, don't worry a moment. Don't be anxious over nothing. You got him. Your sack was given to you today. I don't care, Zeke, Zach, I don't care, whatever, Christy, I don't care. You, you just reach right in and you embrace it. Oh, you took it a look at the first and you said, mm, I don't know about it. Now I'm looking at it the second time. And now he's looking and he's calling you church, calling you bride, calling you, gave you a new name. I want everybody to go this morning happy in Christ, knowing he's arisen and he's alive. God bless you. It's been a joy to be with you this morning. Man, I'm, I, you think I'm, fa- I'm fat right now. I'm very fat. I've overeaten by looking at you all this morning. You're marvelous. Don't let the devil tell you you're anything different. But you're nothing but the glory of God in this generation. You are Mrs. Jesus Christ. You're the word in bride form. And you are what you eat. Open those sacks. Open this message. Eat it up. Don't be a Pharisee of the message. And more and more I'm seeing some Pharisees. And they use the message and they use the Bible to their benefit. Rather than just say what the prophet said. Do what the prophet did. And I want you just to go believing in the presence of God this morning. Not in necessarily all charged up. Get in the car. I want you to soberly think on these things. I've given you all things. Rejoice in this morning. Can we close in just one last word of prayer? Father, Brother Ryan and the brethren has stood so faithfully these months now going into a year. Brother John and all the support, Brother Jonathan, all the brothers, Brother Michael, they've done so much, Lord, to see that this word is feeding the sheep. And I pray that you'll pour out the windows of heaven on these precious brethren. Those that have gathered this Easter morning, and we can truly say, Joseph is alive. What a salutation. Believing for many years that he'd been dead. But he's alive. And he's living in a people. Go with us, Lord. May this be a blessed Easter to each and every one as they will fellowship around the table. May they rejoice in what you have given them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you turn... Oh, right. So you can tell you how long I've had church. Why you just hug your no, no, cut that off. No, I, I did wear my mask up here. I did. Don't shake hands, brothers. Don't hug one another. <laughs> but do what you do and have been doing. Greet one another and God bless you. It's been wonderful to be with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.